people. It's Reg. It's Stone. And we're speaking into the void. The void, fam. The nothingness. The air. The sunken place. The cosmos. <laughs> <laughs> Where life is begins and ends. AKA the hyperzone. Mm. What's good, people? Huh? What's good? Uh, it's, yeah. it's, I don't know. Everything is good out there, guys. I don't know. That was a little morbid on my part, a little dark, a little it's, deep. You do you always start morbid? I know, but I, I try. I try to. I try to. It's low expectations. <laughs> try to bring it as dark as possible. So we let a little bit of sunlight. You get really happy. You know, it's really good. It's gaslighting one on one. I've learned. <laughs> but what's good, people? It's out there. It's where there's a lot of good shit happening. Not necessarily directly with new songs, but there's a lot of things bubbling out. So yeah. I, I hear there's a track flying around with uh, Andre 3000 and Goldlink. The rumor says, "Oh, as as it should be." Yeah, so there's a lot, a lot of it's, it's about to be hit summer basically, and those yeah. those tracks are coming out exactly. But uh, as usual, every summer in New York City, there begins basically. I would I would argue it's like this like the fashion blogger fucking. It's it's like the, like the Kentucky, you know, Kentucky fight, the Kentucky, Kentucky, no, the Kentucky Derby. It's like the Daytona Five Thousand. It's like the event. Afropunk. Yeah, it's basically right now. It's just a fashion event that may have music. Yeah, it's it, it thrown the sun, and it's like not even like let's say you figure like it's like Vogue. It's like every big every fashion magazine pops up in there, and like for like two days, all you see is pictures of all the beautiful black skin they don't actually have in a magazine during a day today or in print. But we'll show you now online. Is that yeah, which is kind of crazy. I mean, look, I remember Afropunk when it was like in the parking lot, a fucking brick. Oh. Not, not brick. Um, bam. Bam. Yeah, literally. Yeah, yeah like, like, like back when it was real, really punk. Um, I mean, now it's like, it's, it's kind of like a celebration of global black weirdness, <laughs> which I think it's fine. Like, I, <laughs> I attended Afropunk. I, I never, like, you know, you know me. Like, I'm not a punk. Yeah. Uh, you know, I'm not I'm not like a ruffian, um, but uh, yeah. So you know, it's it's kind of evolved now into. I would say I I would say it's probably my I mean it's definitely my favorite festival in New York City. Like you know, and I think it it holds its own against like larger festivals. Um, and I I feel like it's enjoyable. I have a good time when I go to Afropunk. I can't say that for other like music festivals and things like that. Agreed. It's the vibe is always good. I think the the biggest issue because I, I look at like Afropunk and I look at uh, the Made in America festival where wow, so Made in America festival is basically a drunk shit show. Everybody's going crazy. It's like everybody's kind of happy to be like, whoa, we're out here partying. So it's so Diplo, fucking awesome. Where with Afropunk, I think the idea is kind of. I mean, I won't say it's necessarily more family friendly. Definitely, a lot of the costumes that get worn necessarily aren't family friendly at no, times. No, fam. But uh, it's 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 a their whole like no hate, no prejudice. Their their ultimate goal of having it be a very fun time together kind of flattens everything out. So there's never any issue. Like the mosh pits are the nicest mosh pits you'll ever go into. You know, there's never any animosity. Nobody's ever too drunk. It's just it's just friendly vibes across the board. So. Yeah, definitely. And you know, you you look. You know, with with a lot of predominantly white festivals, you get a lot of fucking you know like Molly Bros and and, and things like that. Where you know, I'm I'm I I feel like yeah, it's a, it's a safe space. Yeah, you know, and I think like they did a really good job of kind of cultivating that space, but also scaling it at the same time. Yes, you know? agreed. Uh, making it to a level that is like of a festival, but you still feel like it's a community. Yeah, and and. 
obviously if any festival gets packed, I'm not going to be like, it's you just show up there and you dance, yada, yada, yada. It's definitely a big festival, but the same idea is it's never an issue. Like it's, I'm never in a, in, I mean, it's the kind of festival where, you know, I, I've, I've seen like, um, like trash talk, it's a punk band. Yeah. So I remember like a couple of years ago, they were like, go to that side of the festival. And the whole crowd literally ran to the other side of the festival. Yeah. But you could do that because a, they aren't freaking out of a whole bunch of people running that direction. It's, 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 and sadly enough, it, it's a festival that kind of reminds me before all the crazy shit started happening in the world and society started decaying. Like things go there where if you heard a, a firecracker sound, people wouldn't automatically assume it's like, you know, and it's kind of fucked up to kind of say yeah. it's kind of, it's really even the cops. Cause you go there and everybody's smoking weed. They don't really frisk you hard if you bring anything in. Yeah. It's, you know, dudes are selling like, like nutcrackers, you know, <laughs> yeah. it's, like, it's and for you got non-New Yorkers, nutcrackers are basically, you know, homemade alcohol drinks. Yeah. So it's, it's always, it's just really, like you said, it scales well. It's a big festival. It definitely can, can compare to like a lot of your, you know, mid tier festivals, like your Sasquatches, et cetera, et cetera. But at the same time, it doesn't really feel that weird, like, all right, now I got to show up and now I'm paying X amount and, you know, there's this crowd to get here. This is a chill vibe. I usually go there early. I stand there, hang out there all day and I hardly see a band just to hang out there and enjoy the whole yeah. day. Yeah. Uh, although I do have to say, I, like, some of my favorite performances, like, seeing Grace Jones. Yes, that was, punk, ooh, which was very yeah. amazing. Yeah. Bucket list, you know. Or even seeing, you know, um, like some of like you know seeing like Kate Trinata like kill it, uh, seeing Death Grips, you know like Janelle Monae shows up every few years and kills it. Yeah. Um, you know, so I, I, I Return of D'Angelo was a good one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. So I, I think it's 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 always it's always been a good time. Uh, so let's talk about this lineup. So lineup dropped today. Uh, I guess tickets went on sale today. Yes. Um, I'm kind of mad because I bought a whole group of tickets for the shed opening oh so now my bank account's kind of like it sucked because it actually uh, had pre-sale tickets that were cheaper yeah but you you didn't know who's gonna play yeah yeah which i always be you know (laughs) which i should have copped anyway um baby fest yeah because now i mean i'm sure by the time i my budget is correct i'll be on StubHub, and that's not gonna be a good look anyway getting back to the (laughs) lineup (laughs) Enough about me. Hmm. Um, yeah, so I mean, look, I think, I mean, I don't know what people are expecting. I actually have been devoid of the internet, so I don't know what the streets are saying. Uh, me neither. I don't know if the streets are happy. How are the streets happy with this one? You I don't know, know. I I mean, it's it, it, look, so your headliners are Jill Scott, uh, FK Twigs, and Kamasi, which is actually kind of interesting. Like, I'm, I'm actually happy to see Kamasi being a headliner. Like, I, you know, I... He, I feel like he's been a mainstay at Coachella for a couple of years now. Yeah, like it's not like, like like first line headliner though. No, no, the headliner is a huge look for him. Look at yeah, him yeah, yeah. But yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, but you know, just like a lot of really cool favorites, like like uh, Santi Gold, who I you know I love as and you know uh, Gary Clark, Gold Link, Def Grips are back. Danny Brown is back. Danny Brown, yeah, supposedly new LP this year too, officially. Uh, you know, Toro Moi is, is back. Although the, her, his last Afropunk, last time I saw him at, at Afropunk, it was not a good look. And I don't think it was his fault. I think it was like the sound was fucked up. Oh. And you know, he has like a very light voice. You know, so it's just kind of like if you don't mic him correctly, he just like it's just like nothing. He's lost in the wind. <laughs> <laughs> It's like birds chirping in the background. <laughs> so it was not a good look. So I'm glad to kind of see him back. 
Um, so yeah, I mean, I, I feel like it, it's kind of a kind of an interesting. It's almost like you know, there's so many old favorites in the the top half of the lineup. Um, it's almost like a family reunion in a lot of ways. Oh yeah, Def Grips have played there. I think three times. Yeah, Danny Brown at least once, if not twice. Uh, Kamazi has played, right? I th- uh, yeah, uh, yeah Kamazi, sure Kamazi has played. played. Gary Clark has played definitely. Yeah. Um, I don't know. No, I Gold I, Link has played. Gold, yeah, I think FKA has played has played too. Oh yeah, see, look at this. Um, Leon Bridges has he played? I don't know because I yeah. don't follow Leon Bridges. Yeah, Leon Lahavas has definitely played. And uh, yep. the only thing is that this camera of Jill Scott has ever played. I'm not. Yeah, I'm not sure. I'm yeah. not sure. But yeah, you're um, right. That hold the first, uh, the, the the top tier, like 95, 90, 95 to 85 percent of the acts have played already. Yeah. Yeah. And then the second tier, I'm actually there's a lot of people who are like, like I, I am DDB. She's a dope artist from the UK. Yeah. Tara yeah, yeah. Wack is dope. Kelsey Liu is she's been making noise as far as a jazz R&B crossover. Um, it's pronounced horror, but ho nine nine oh nine. They're like a little like you know like I won't, I won't say rap metal, but it's basically or even rap punk, but it's like very primitive like samples and it's them just stage diving. So they're probably the most Afro punk band here. So it's mm-hmm. nice to actually see yep. like a rock act like that play hopefully in the big stage. Um, Selection has played before. Yep, yeah, and there and Selection's fantastic, and uh, I think. What's gonna be fantastic? I think the person who most epitomizes Afropunk is playing fucking Rico Nasty. That's yeah. gonna be fucking insane. Yeah, like I'm gonna have to get ready. I'm gonna have to go start doing push-ups now for that pit, man. Yeah, and and from what I, I look, I didn't say for South by music, but from what everybody's saying, like Rico owns South by. Oh, I could like, and I think he played like ten shows. You know, like <laughs> like there's always that one artist that plays like ten shows at South by. <laughs> it's like I would have suck it all in. And she was that artist, but like when you look at like the crowd response and things like that like it is 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 a punk show you know it is like you know they're mosh pits they're like you know like fucking you know all that all the elements of a quote-unquote punk show she has so uh yeah that's a really good look it's a really good get um i'm curious about so how i don't even know how to like fucking pronounce this scarlard yeah are you are you up on him i have no idea so he's like the uk Kind of like uh, XXX Tentacion. He's like the UK version. Uh, can you see for the audience out there? My eyes are rolling up <laughs> with, <laughs> with, with like more screaming, with a lot more screaming. So I guess punkish kind of is punkish kind of. I think like it's he he kind of looks like XXX. And he kind of was trying to ride that wave. So I think he's kind of been maybe unfairly compared but he like it's basically a punk version of xxx that's still like you know depressed and still on pills but like wants to scream at the world because um, his his loud like I, I still say you know um, like look at me his first that first big song was, yeah, was a solid bop like, yeah, it was yeah, a solid yeah. little angry yeah so those... yeah and this dude I don't like I said I don't know how to even pronounce the dude's name but it's, it's basically like take that and just like amp up the screaming <laughs> um, so that's actually kind of interesting because like I like I don't he's not like he's not as popular here in the states as he is in the UK uh, I don't even know how popular he is out in the UK, but Vice UK did like a really interesting documentary about him where like basically it's almost like 
uh black mirror uh 15 million merits when you have like the dude who's like uh like screaming at the world but he's in the penthouse like apparently he has a, a like a beach house and drives a mercedes nice and like but then they contrast that with him screaming into the mic <laughs> like angry and like yeah so that, that i actually, i'm actually curious about that show too because i think he covers his face kind of like uh keely 47 where it's like you don't know what he looks like you know so so you yeah. can't rob him for his Mercedes. Smart man. <laughs> so anyway, like I think that's like a really interesting get. And that's actually one like the first artist in the second row that I'm like, oh shit. Like I'm very curious to see how this is gonna play at Afropunk. You know, like I, I, I feel like Afropunk is a good place for him to kind of make his debut because he is kind of very punkish. But it's also like, you know, he he could come off the wrong way, but I think having him at Afropunk like at least there's a community there that probably won't judge him as hard. Yeah, he'll they'll give him they'll he'll, he'll start off a benefit of the doubt. If he yeah. comes out there and he's able to harness some energy and push it back there, they'll they'll go nuts for him. Yeah, yeah. yeah. And then now is another one who's who's going to be great. That's going to be a, hopefully I hope they have her later just because it's more R and B. But yeah. I'll definitely be. And then uh, I love JID because that was a great record from last year. And then Masego's going to be there. So that's there's a lot of it's it's interesting to kind of when you look at this these lists because you kind of see people who are kind of moving up. Yeah. So it's kind of cool to kind of see these names. Yeah. And uh, Tank and the Bangers. Wow. And the Bang Us. Sorry. Yeah. No. They 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 they've they've leveled up. Uh, this, I, I remember Not back mad. when they were on you know Tiny Desk music. Yeah. You know a couple of years Yo, ago. Tiny Tiny Desk is like the new Tonight Show. Is that new level up? Like you if, show up there on some. If you're on Tiny Desk, man, you made it. Like real talk. I'm gonna have to go practice my kazoo, man. Get get my <laughs> get my loops out there. <laughs> oh man, yeah. So like, um, all right. Let's look at this third row. Um, a lot of artists I haven't actually heard of. Yeah, no. Like I said, the only um, Carrie Fo I know. She's a. Uh, oh yeah, I love Carrie Fo. Yeah, yeah, and, yeah, yeah. And I know she had a. Uh, you know, it was like it was apparently it was like a lot of it was record label, you know, um, industry rule two thousand and eighty type shit. Yeah. And also personal life shit. Yeah. So I know she dropped an EP. I she feel like with, very with, recently. That's with, supposed to be pretty like good. the best album cover of twenty nineteen. Yes, that was that was. <laughs> it's uh, we'll we'll let you guys figure it out, but it's I, I, yeah, oddly sexual, but oddly fuck you at the same time. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> um, but uh, yeah, no, it's I, and then everybody else is random. Who, who's Chica? Don't know, don't yeah. know. I mean, I, I think they did, they did like a really. Um, I, I like the fact that they they're giving a lot of space to like artists that we haven't heard of. Yeah, no. And I think like you know I was reading about South by too. Like they kind of did that. Like they they're kind of like pushing away um, some of like these top tier artists and kind of giving more space to like underheard artists, which I think is great. Like I, I'm not mad. You know, that streaming money is not. <laughs> it's not paying the bills <laughs> so uh and i think also too with these these damn algorithms i'm not getting i'm not like i'm not getting you know like chica or like you know bambi like i'm not getting recommended to these artists you know yeah, no. so the only one i know is jungle pussy and then and then honestly that's only because of basically she she rides that wave which, like this i mean i won't say she's a local artist per se but she might as well be. I think she's from Baltimore, mm-hmm. so she does a weird like connection where like she'll play a lot of New York City shows. Long yeah, short. Yeah. Yeah, 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 yeah. And she's dope too, actually. So I'm happy she's there. She's somebody where I hope, like, with all these other new female hardcore female like you know sexually explicit MCs, like I hope she kind of gets that push too. Um, yeah. Yeah, and the DJs are cool also. Like Poppy Juice is a great party, 
LD, XOXO, um, a lot of ballroom. Like, um, between MyQ and LD, LSD, XOXO, I feel like definitely MyQ plays there. I'm assuming probably LSD also, but they do really, they just dope him. They, period. I love their work that they do, but they're for the current modern ballroom scene, that like, that's it. Yeah. Like, like they're the alpha and omega. And, and yeah. it's cool to kind of see those beats. And also, like, I remember when. Even when what's been good about Afropunk is that they've been very inclusive as far as obviously just in general queer, but also what has been kind of interesting is the fact of where I've been there, particularly when they first moved to Commodore Park. They'll just have like a lot of like almost like very early on, they'll just be playing beats and you'll see a lot of just dancers just dancing. Yeah. Like it's, so it's weird. So it's yeah. just like, as opposed to people kind of going, getting turned up later in the day, you go there at like one o'clock in the afternoon and it's like a whole little circle in the concrete where everybody's like, you know, dancing, you know, it could either be ballroom shit where they might be voguing or it could just be just people just, you know, actual breakers is breaking. So it's kind of cool. So I'm, I'm hoping that they kind of keep that kind of going forward. Because I know in, in recent memory, they kind of had this whole... Because, you know, obviously, it's all about the beats nowadays. Yeah. So I remember with Flying Lotus, I remember with Kate Janata, they kind of gave them their own weird stage to the far left-hand side. Yeah. Which always had its own weird... Not weird. I, that, that's a no. bad term. It's fun flavor. But you could also tell, like, those kids were there more for, you know, they're, they're the black... EDM fans that are less obnoxious. Like, they're just here for kind of beats. And oh, kinda, yeah. yeah. But uh, what I like about, like I said, those these particular is like, it, those, you can't really passively just watch it. It's all like, yeah. duh, 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 duh. Like, you kind of have to dance. Yeah, yeah, no, definitely, definitely. And it's actually kind of interesting. It's like, it was like, it's like the Afro punk version of the, the Sahara tent at Coachella. <laughs> you know? <laughs> But but it's like I mean again like people there to, to dance I mean you know like it's just not as obnoxious as going to an EDM show yeah you and, know? And, and, and yeah and the thing is it's I don't Afropunk got in a couple of licks over the years for getting a little too corporate I know um, there was a couple of uh, at least on the website like some turnover last year where they were like well you know there's a lot of sponsorship we don't agree with and and it's kind of sucks. But I do think the bigger picture is the fact of that we're in America. <laughs> yeah. And yeah. it sucks. Cause I, and I get it. I, I get the idea of where, like, I think the big issue was, who was the biggest sponsor? Maybe it was Coors. I, mm. I, I think it was whoever it was. I think it started off where the their big example was the fact of where, as far as editorial-wise, they were making certain posts and certain kind of lights. And yeah. That way it and it kind of sucks. But at the same time, it, it reminds me of the kind of the same arguments people were kind of saying that, they have fallen away from the like I said, the black rock stuff and it's kind yeah. of become more of a fashion show and yada, yeah. yada yada but at the same time it's still a sp- like we discussed it's one of the few places where if you're a person of color could show up there's no hassle everybody's chill cops are chill and you just kind of sit there and enjoy the whole day you don't even have to go to see anybody yeah, and no, I, and, I, and I think the definitely. idea of just the very fact that it exists is a good thing. So yeah, no, right. d- definitely, definitely. I mean, you have vendors, you have you know, like which which are really cool. So I end up usually like buying shit there, like supporting like businesses. You know, just running into like people I haven't seen in a while, or like you know. So yeah, no, it, it, it's it's more than the music. Um, I, I like I said, I I tend to defend Afropunk a little bit more because you know, as somebody who's put on shows and had to get sponsors and had to kind of play those lines, like. It sucks, but also too, like none of these people are independently wealthy, you know. So you do have to have sponsorships, and I don't know. I like for me, it's just kind of like you have to play the game in a lot of ways, and I know that 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 infuriates a lot of people. <laughs> yeah, it's but you know, even Coachella has like sponsorships. Even you know, like like I, I think it's just 
you know, brands want to be a part of like what's cool. And, you know, I'd rather have Afropunk be the arbiter of that than some other festival that's going to do it 10 times worse. Yeah. You know? Um, so I, yeah, I mean, I'm, I'm not mad at it. You know, I, I do understand that like the quote, the, the concept of punk is, is fluid. DIY. <laughs> you, know? you know what I'm saying? <laughs> like, you know, it, like, like, you know, is somebody like Juice World a punk artist? Is someone like XXX a punk artist? And, you know, those are conversations I, I think it's good to continue to have. Um, you know, I, I know there, there have been conversations, you know, there's been conversations about adding some of those, those to the Afro, those large to the Afropunk bill and like, there's like pushback and kind of like, what the fuck is this? You know, but I think, they, I think they're punk in their, their own way. Like well, what, what punk is in 2019 is so fluid that who cares? Like we're, I, I, I feel like ready for this. Oh, being a black person in America, it's punk itself. Oh, black fist, black fist. Yes. <laughs> Give us more. So, <laughs> no, but it's true. It's the idea, and it goes back to even back to the fact of where, like, let's think, let's be honest. Like, is is like even a band like Green Day? Can you really be punk when you know you're going out there and literally like probably the garage where you store your cars <laughs> costs more than like you know a mansion, you know? And it's the idea of where everything is fluid. I think it goes back to attitude, and like you said, I think you have a point. It's the idea of just by them being black widows. Is a punk scene in itself. Yeah. Be it like, you know, you're doing, you know, hardcore hip hop, be it that you're Kelsey Lou and you just show up there playing violin of a fucking afro. Those are both punk in their own ways. Yeah. And I think it kind of captures it both. And like I said, it's, 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 I definitely see the issues behind it. And I can definitely see people like, I remember when Afropunk used to be free. I remember when Dean Spooner used to be involved. I remember when it was pure, man. I remember when it was only punk bands, period. Yeah. And you got all this hip hop shop, da, 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 da. And I get it. I understand it. I was that kid. I, I, I used to, I, I was going there when it was a little shitty. They used to have it in fucking, I think it was a DL. I forget where. In Lower East Side, they used to have these Afropunk shows when mm. it was, you know. And we all kind of get it. But I do have to applaud the fact of where there really isn't a festival like this for people of color. Yeah. Or period. End of story. Period. Full stop. There's nothing like this. And it's kind of shameful because to a certain extent, if Afropunk is doing it so well, in that case, it'd be easy to come and take that spot. But yeah. Nobody really has because yeah. it's a bitch to put together. So, yeah. so props to them, you know. And and I, I I do wish that you know, and hopefully that going back to the idea of somebody stepping up, I do wish that necessarily you know you wouldn't have to pay hundred dollars to see you know hundred plus I think it's hundred ten plus fees, um to see some of these acts. I do wish maybe it could be a little more punk orientated that I could agree with also. But at the same time, I think the punk that we get now is well worth that trade. Yeah. Like, you know, definitely, you know, I hope there's a really, you know, I hope I could go out there, dust off my converse and punch somebody in the face in the pit somewhere that's crazy <laughs> and yada, 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 blah, guitars. But like, just for a cultural impact, it's cool, particularly in gentrified Brooklyn because that's where yeah. basically, you know, oh, yeah. gentrified Brooklyn, the products are right there in the corner bearing down at you to have all these black weirdos kind of get together and just have a chill ass time, you know? Yeah, so, definitely. Well, good for them. Cool. Um, what else is there? I don't know. Controversy. Oh, yeah. You know, over rap lyrics in 2019, you know, on some typical gore shit. <laughs> <laughs> you know, well, not necessarily, uh, but obviously because it's 2019, it's not rap lyrics. It's an Instagram story where somebody claimed, a rapper, listen to this, claimed that in her past, her. You know, that's one of the big identifiers we need. That's a big need. thing. 
Um, she robbed people. Mm. Let that sit with you for a second. Mm. A rapper is claimed to do illegal things back in the past before they were actually. I am seen. clutching my pearls. I've never heard of this ever. Ever. My this is a goodness. first. It's shocking. <laughs> Absolutely shocking. But uh, yeah, no, what we're talking about is uh, Cardi B. Who, as usual, is always TMI. <laughs> yeah. Consistently, which is her brand. But it's a TMI that's always honest. And she admitted that, you know, and which is kind of interesting because she got linked to, um, there's actually going to be soon a, a movie, which I believe it's it's Cardi B. I believe it's going to be, it's Cardi B. It's Jennifer Lopez. It's, um, it's, it's, hmm, give me a second. I have to look it up. But anyway, long story short, there's a, there was a story a couple of years ago about, Women who worked at a strip club, mm-hmm. and basically they would rob a lot of the guys who come in there. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah So there's, yeah, a, there's that a big story. Hollywood production that's kind of getting fast-tracked, which oh, is going to have, cool. like, real names in it, where it's going to have, like I said, it's going to be Cardi B, it's going to be Jennifer Lopez, it's going to be the the, the 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 female lead from Crazy Rich Asians. Oh, word. Yeah, like, it's it's, it's going to have... Yeah, and it's... That's cool. Yeah, so it's... it's and. I don't know if that's why she decided to go on a rant and discuss it, mm. but apparently she kind of alluded to the fact of where, when she was poor, that she had to do shit to get by, and she yeah. robbed dudes. Yeah. And even when she apologized after the fur of people being shocked that a rapper, rapper actually claimed to go out there and rob people, even in her like a quote-unquote apology, she said, hey, I, I, I did shit that a lot of people who don't have means actually had to do. Yeah. And yeah, I don't fucking get it. I, you know, I don't know if it's just if it's just straight up sexism, you know, that, you know, like they're giving Cardi shit, you know, obviously, you know, after like, you know, the, probably the same people who bop to like Howler Rob by 50 Cent. Yeah. <laughs> Come on, guys. You know, or if it's just like the fact that rappers are was, like so like inauthentic and not quote unquote street. So it's a shock to people. <laughs> 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 you know, like 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 these rappers have real pasts. You know, I I don't understand the the like the vitriol. I don't understand like the pushback. And you know, obviously, like there's all of these like you know white Republicans like, oh my god, clutching the pearls. But it's coming from like hip hop fans. It's yeah, coming from like that's the weird thing, which is just it's weird. It's really weird. I'm um, like, come on, dog. Like there was a period of time where there was never like out of the two out of the three Migoses were always free. There was always one Migos in jail. <laughs> like there was never a time of where. And, it, and the thing is, unfortunately, just because, and this is good, so we get a little deep, because of the black experience in America, it's very easy to get caught up in the system. And, you know, for better or for worse, a lot of people have pasts. Yeah. And that's the way it is. And it's a past where generally hip hop was about rapping, about how they got out of it. So the fact that they're going after, I mean, and it's what's really crazy about it is that some of our biggest, like, like Tupac, like, got to shoot out the cops. <laughs> I, I mean, it's like Jay Z shot somebody, right? Yeah, Was no, Jay Z stabbed um, uh, quote unquote, stabbed somebody at a club. Remember? Yeah, it's yeah. Like, yeah. Or or Biggie, Biggie was the king of hip hop robbery. Like yeah. like before, you would always, uh, don't get me wrong, you would always get shot up in hip hop songs. But Biggie was literally about like, I will duct tape you and your kids. Well, I mean, and rob you. yeah, no, I and I feel like he did that. I mean, you know, like like uh, like we've given passes to all these hip hop like dudes. For like robbing people, selling drugs, shooting people, like we're giving passes to all the like that makes you cooler. Yeah, that makes you like and 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 for some reason, don't know why, like Cardi B, like for some reason is like. 
you know, the the exception. And it's weird because, like, uh, like we discussed, like uh, one of the one of the guys I liked a couple of weeks ago, so who I still like is the baby. And then so the baby, you know, shows up in a diaper. He has all these jokey videos, jokey jokey dude, right? But my man still got some guys try to run up on him and try to rob him, and he killed somebody. We don't even mention that shit because it's just so poor on course and not necessarily because yeah. of it's a positive thing, but it's just because of the environment. Like, exactly. The idea is the fact of where if you're somebody who grew up in poverty, that life won't be sweet. You'll have to do something. Like, if, you know, the clips, even though there's an argument about them as, as high level drug dealers as they were, were they really kingpins or not, they freely admit we sold drugs. You yeah. know, and that's why, like, even how you said, he's like, I felt like um, the one brother where he had uh, malice. He's like, I felt like I was living a bad lifestyle, and that led to this lifestyle, and I feel like I'm just kind of continuously sinning, which is why I was leaving the rap game and going to God. Yeah. Which I understand. Yeah, but at the same bad. time, there's always been a line of correlation between criminality and hip-hop, not because hip-hop is inherently criminal, just because America's a fucked up place, and because hip-hop is filled with people of color, they kind of suffer under the boot of the law. That's the way it is. Yeah, and, you know, I, look, I understand, you know, like... You know, like drugging and rape, like robbing people, it's not great, and it's not like you have to condone it. But I'm just saying, like it, you know, your your vitriol should be spread across. <laughs> oh. You know, everybody who quote unquote did something in their past. Dude, I was listening right? to MC, and then the bar was about basically rents due, so I'm dealing to pregnant pregnant fiends too, that, <laughs> which rhyme, but that wasn't the actual verse. But that gives you an idea of what. You know, and it's something where I think it's a little unfair. And I think it's an idea of where it's a testimony to where she is now, as opposed to then. Because she wasn't on some, like, whoopity whoop, whoop, whoop. I love robbing dudes. I rob her. Like, yeah. it was definitely in a space of where that's fucked up. I had to do fucked up things to survive. Why? There's a perspective there. It's not a celebratory, like, going back to 50 Cent, where it's like, I'll shoot you in the face just for whatever, whatever, whatever. There's a, there's a reason why she brought it up. And, like I said, I, I, I think it's all misogyny, honestly. Yeah, no, definitely, definitely. I mean, I... I again like I, I you know i don't I, I i feel like we want female rappers to stay in their lane and just talk about sex talk about sex talk about like how you want to have sex with me talk about all the sex i'll do to you like all the sex i'll do to you <laughs> well, you know, I, yeah but like 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 we, all the sex i'll do to you where it's like yeah. not me enjoying pleasure it's how much i'll break your penis off and how great my pussy is yeah and you want my and, pussy and i i, I yeah, exactly. It's like it's not even about like you know. I mean, there are rappers now that are trying to talk about female pleasure, but it's not even about female pleasure. Yeah, and a lot. Of, and again, like like our mentality is so skewed by that. You know, um, we don't know how to process like women like like being women and and taking shit into their own. Like we don't know what to do as a culture. And it's weird because like for me is the idea of you figure out like the whole thing about hip hop obviously going back to the old levels is empowerment at the end of the day. Yeah. Where you know in a word cross section hip hop and prosperity gospel probably meets a lot because the idea is where it's like I came from here and now I'm there. And the idea of where a woman, you know, who's a hip hop MC, it's all about bragging, it's all about being this, all being that. I don't really see how you you could separate the idea of where you got a female MC, and obviously she's gonna talk about you know you know her sexual prowess, but also how she doesn't need anybody. It feels like it's almost like going back to the, the idea of where sex for you, where they're they're scared because it's like I'm doing the shit on my own, you know. 
it's like you men don't really matter. Going back to City Girls, yeah. Going back to Megan The Stallion, it's like, yeah. Here, this is this is me getting shit. You know, yeah. like dudes are an afterthought. You know what I'm saying? Yeah, no, definitely. And I think it's. I, I feel like it's only recently with like with with those. I mean, I'm sure like there's been female artists that have talked about this like for a while, but I, I think like now it's only recently when I feel like it, it's. It, like somebody like City Girls can still be the the consciousness and you know and it's not like what am I trying to say like it's it's, it's I feel like 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 female rappers are less scared to talk about female pleasure you know in a lot of ways agreed um, and, and I, yeah and I feel like it's in a space of where uh, it's not seen what I like about again and that's why I said it, the, the outrage is funny it's not like it's not like they're doing anything like what they're saying. Is not that crazy. Like, like city. Like, when I listen to a city girl song, when I listen to like Megan Thee Stallion, when I listen to like Cardi B and all this other stuff, I my brain isn't like suddenly like, oh my god, what this thing is preposterous. It's it's if you compare it to like guy rap, it's it's guy rap, guy rap, guy rap. It's kind of like teenagers <laughs> making sex. Guy rap, guy rap. <laughs> if you compare, it's the same shit. It's it's actually arguably even more benign. Like like it's. That's what kind of gets me. Where the idea of where like a city girl could drop a line about like, because I was the thing is hip hop is so toxic masculinity, masculinity yeah. that it's it gets weird at times. Oh yeah, yeah, like the stuff where like all that rappers boast about how they'll never have sex with a girl, they'll just get head from the girl. So it's like, so you guys only oral sex? <laughs> <laughs> like that's how like like so it's like it's weird. It's like that your machismo won't even let you connect to a female on a level where. You know what I'm saying? And then you just kind of end up in this weird loop. So, but, like, but like I said, what's kind of refreshing for like a city girl or whatever, whatever, A, it bops. B, they're, they're spitting. And C, it's the same shit. Like, I don't, I there's nothing, all you have to do is switch the genders and it'd be the same exact shit. Like, yeah, no. It would never, there's nothing, even like going back to Cardi B's rant. Cardi B's rant is no different than every other rapper out there. Of course. Jibber jabbering about how back in the days he used to sell this and sell the fiends and Da, 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 and I have to do this and blah blah blah. You know. You know. I, I, yeah. No. I mean, like I said, like hip hop as a culture has has to like come to some like different types of reckonings. You know, like like even the fact that you know, like your boy Sheck West yeah, still dodging bullets, still like the you know, and, and you know. So I mean, but then a lot of people. Who down Cardi? They're they back check West, and I'm just kind of you know. I, I feel like there's just so many things as a, as a culture you have like hip hop needs to address, and I I I'm not I'm less I'm less optimistic that like we'll have like a true Me Too moment because I feel like that might be the end of hip hop in a lot of ways. Because um, I, I I feel like most all rappers. Male rappers like misogyny is just like a tool in their their toolkit, you know. Agreed. Um, I, I would so. make an argument that I feel like the homophobia again. I'm not gonna say hip hop's not homophobic, but I would argue that there's it's at least tried to clean up its homophobia. Yeah, it's like they're like like, like but I feel like we're at a point where we can take people to task on homophobia, but I think. When the sexism, we're still kind of like working that out. Oh yeah, no sexism is well, yeah, that's that's you know, that's, like, that's bread and butter. Yeah, you know. So uh, yeah, so I mean, look, look, I hope Cardi. 
my biggest fear is like now like there's gonna be FBI investigation. Yeah, no, the people you suck. Know, I can imagine there's somebody trolling through her fucking old feeds and doing know, the math or, like, or or some asshole probably didn't even get robbed by her trying to sue her for money. Yeah. It's just stupid shit. And, you know, and it's something where and and what I hate about it is the idea it's you know, as a dude and as a dude, as as a guy rap fan. As 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 a guy rap fan, as a guy rap fan, I like to make sex. <laughs> you know, it's something where come on, the game is the game is richer for it, man. Like you can't be mad. Yeah, I get the whole issue of Cardi B and yada 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 and this and that. If you're a fan of hip hop, you can't be mad at Cardi B going out there and saying what she fucking says. No. That shit is pure hip hop. That shit is pure entertaining. You know what I'm saying? And I think it's the idea of the, the further we get away from these dumb ideas, the, the richer the game will be for all of us. You know what yeah. I'm saying? I want to hear, you know, going back to the idea of Rico Nasty. I like hearing Rico Nasty do this weird, you know, death grips, extension, like fuck the pit up type shit and yeah. fucking, you know, goth boots. Fuck that shit. That shit is hard body. I'm there in the fucking pit. I think it makes the game richer. I think it gives a new perspective. I think it's dope. So I'm hoping that, you know, with, with this happening of Cardi B, I'm hoping that the next time it happens, people will actually think twice about it because it's fucking bullshit. It's this, it's this misogyny just put into a fucking dumbass package under the eye. Like, like you said, it's a weird idea where it's you have these assholes who probably use bitch in their fucking day to day term, who are misogynistic as hell, who love misogynistic rap. But suddenly, once Cardi B says it, it's just like, what about the children? Yeah, exactly. Would you want your daughters listening to this? Exactly. Would you want, huh? Well, fuck them. Fuck you. Yeah, get the fuck out of here. Fuck yeah. All right. On that note, new music. New music. Um, for moi, I've listened to uh, so like like I told you, Stone. You know, there's there's a there's a there's a long history (laughs) in music journalism slash press releases where suddenly this this band shows up out of nowhere. (laughs) And they're big someplace, someplace else. Mm. And then, you know, they've got no songs, but they've got a name and they're telling you that they're buzzed about. And then yeah. suddenly it gets picked up by, you know, your buzzed about publications like Spin and Fader. And it's like, all right, because these guys are writing it. They must be really big. But then the back of your mind is like, but I've never heard of these motherfuckers. Yeah. And I'm like, yeah, these motherfuckers ain't that. Like, like, who are these people? And they start questioning it. Mm-hmm. So for me, that, that band, of the, the band of the day would be Black Midi. Okay. So, um, Black Midi, London, uh, I believe it's a four piece. Um, they described them as, you know, post punk and kraut rock. And there's, there's things in both, in, in definitely in those terms. Mm-hmm. There's a little bit of, a, I would say, almost like a, I'll say alt pop sensibility, like kind of alt J. Word. Okay. Yeah. Um, so, you know, again, who knows? Because they have like no songs out there. But I will say their newest song, it's kind of it's I, I I fuck with it I fuck with it hard. It's it's basically, um I think the big secret weapon with the band is the fact that they've got this drummer, this black drummer who's fucking on it. Mm. Oh, and it's this fucking so it's it's a song where it's not necessarily verse chorus verse like sharp. Yeah. But the song shifts. Mm. And he's just fucking just wailing in the background. It's called Crow's Perch. Okay. And it's just fucking, it's just dope. And it's four minutes in and out, and he's just fucking... Word. Just like a fucking metronome is going nuts. Like Animal from, from The Muppet Show. He's fucking nailing it. Dope. And 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 it's a dope-ass, it's a dope-ass song. And so, again, you know, nobody knows how they are for real. And, and obviously, they've got U.S. tour dates coming up soon. Yeah. So, we'll see if this all pans out, and if all these millions of fans out there actually... 
makes sense for this fucking band, as the press uh, release is uh, saying. Are they an algorithm? Yeah, they're definitely algorithm bands. <laughs> I'm pretty sure going back, it's going to be holograms on stage when they show up. <laughs> but it's fucking dope. So, you know, shout out to them. And, like, I, I'll be, my, my ears are peaked. Out of, out of many things I kind of click past and, and run away from because I know it's bullshit, these kids might be legit. So props to them. That's what's up. That's what's up. Um, so I actually have a new music discovery um, from the UK. You know, oh, it's, always, it's always the same. It's always, always, the, always yeah. from the UK. Um, so, all right. So shout out to uh, my boy, Charlie, at Artist and Barber. Um, so that's where I get my haircut. But he also plays like dope ass music. <laughs> um, <laughs> it's a two first. Like I got, you know, here's the playlists. You know, I'll get you cut up while, you know. And the, like, the playlist is on fire, but I'm getting my hair cut. I'm trying some Shazam <laughs> shit, and he doesn't know what's playing, you know. And, like, so, anyway, um, uh, I started following him on Spotify, and then, like, I, like, started, like, playing all his playlists, because, like, what he plays in the shop is, like, what he plays, you know. And I, there's this artist, Cosmo Pike. So, first off, I'm just, like, kind of playing. I'm at work, and I'm just, like, letting music play in the background, and I hear this song called Great Dane. And I'm like, oh, snap. This is a new King Cruel song. <laughs> like, but it's mad soulful. It has, like, you know, it's, it, it has, like, that four, four, four floor, four, four, like, beat. And, like, it's kind of poppy. Like, what is this? And then, you know, so I looked and I was like, Cosmo Pike. I'm like, what? So I did some research on an artist. And, you know, basically... He is a, you know, black artist from the UK that looks just like Earl Sweatshirt, uh, but sounds like King Cruel. And we're huge, 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 like, like, that's, that's what he looks like. Wow. Yeah. So, like, he's, like, we're huge, 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 like, King Cruel fans here at the podcast. Like, that's, that's kind of how we bonded. Because they're like, oh, stop, the King Cruel album was so great. So, if you like King Cruel, you will love Cosmo Pike. Just because it's he he sounds way too much like King Kroll, and I think that that, that kind of sucks. Just because you can't escape the comparison. It's almost like um, who's the dude from Queens, the rapper that sounds like Ghostface? Uh, oh, Action Bronson. Action Bronson. Yeah. It's all. It's almost like that. That similarity where even if it's not intentional, it doesn't matter. Like you are. Like you can't unhear it. <laughs> you know. Um, but if you like King Cruel, but you're like, you know what? Sometimes I just want to listen to a song that has like a beat that doesn't switch. I want to listen to a song and have it kind of make sense, you know? <laughs> <laughs> and no, just to King Cruel, you know? But it, it, I, I think King Cruel is an artist where you have to be a certain type of music listener to really truly appreciate. And I think like Cosmo Pike is kind of like an artist where it's still weird, but it has enough of like substance of, you know, just kind of like in structure that's kind of pop music or R and B or like like structure that it's 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 like King Cruel, but it's like tolerable. Like we can like listen to it, you can share it with people, <laughs> and they won't get offended, you know. Um, so uh, he had an album out, and I didn't realize this album was actually from 2017. It's just called it's an EP called Just Cosmo, um, but it's really cool. Like it, I, I think it's like um, like I say, it, 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 it takes that kind of like jazzy R and B like vibe, but also kind of meshes it with like the black experience, um, but also just kind of I don't know. It's 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 weirdly relaxing at the same time 
Um, and if you listen to King Crow, like if you kind of get past some of the jaggedness, it, King Crow is kind of relaxing at the same time too. Like really smooth vo- vo- vocals, things like that. Um, but yeah, it, it, it's kind of cool. Like I, I, I don't know what's going to happen, you know, because he has this one EP. I think he has a couple other songs. I don't know mm-hmm. like what his like long term strategy is, but uh, I, I thoroughly enjoyed it. So uh, definitely check it out. Awesome, awesome. And on that note, and on that note, people down the patriarchy, um, support your local female MC. That's actually, right. across, actually across the board, across so, the board, across the board. Period. I think yes, definitely support your female MCs. That's 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 the wave I'm on. Um, and that's it. We'll see you guys and girls next week where we discuss more guy rap. <laughs> it makes sense. <laughs> <laughs> All right, people. Peace. Peace. <laughs>